Hello there, and welcome to the BU Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Brown, and our mission here at BU is to help the world become a happier place, one person at a time. Hope you are happy and well out there, and whatever you're doing with your day, I hope it is going well. Now today, I wanted to talk about something that's been playing on my mind recently, and I wanted to bring it to the podcast and and flesh it out. And before I get into it, I need to take you back with me through time and go back to a period when I was doing a lot more public speaking. And also I was doing a lot of, I was doing a lot of Facebook lives at this time as well. My first foray into this space of speaking and and sharing ideas came about a few years ago now. And my first opportunity to do what I'm doing now here, I'm doing the same thing basically, but doing it on a podcast rather than on the live was in a Facebook group and it was the group was focused around sales but it was also focused around personal growth and development and that's where I really sort of try to bring my own flavor to it and I noticed a really curious thing this is what I noticed so I would go on and do these talks and I would make it super practical the first the first three quarters would always be super practical And then the last quarter would be more about speaking life back into people and reminding them about who they are, reminding them that they're enough as they are and getting into all of that. And I would spend that last quarter doing that. And what was really fascinating to me was when I looked at the feedback in the comments and when I read through and responded to them, most of the replies, most of the comments were about the last quarter. People really resonated with hearing the the notion and and taking the time to really embrace the fact that who they already were was enough. That was big for people, like huge. Then fast forward to doing speaking gigs and 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 being up on stage, and I basically had the same format. I would get on the stage. And I would talk to practical things, things that were workable in these people's businesses and in what they wanted to do in terms of creating results. We talk about all that, but I would always leave a space for the piece, the human piece, the piece where I was talking about who they truly are, how we recognize that, how we know that, my experiences of that. And yet again, when I got off the stage, people don't want to come and talk to me about sales. (laughs) People did not want to talk about that. People wanted to talk about how much they resonated with hearing someone speak so powerfully and with such authority to the core of their being, to the core of who they really, they knew themselves to be, but it had been lying dormant for so long. And conversations I've been having recently have made me see and realize and reflect on how important is it in today's day and age? How important is it for people to have the space, the time, the opportunity to get into the conversation around recognizing that they are enough as they are? I think this piece is so vital And the reason I think it's so vital is because every time I go there with this subject, most people can relate. 
most people can resonate. And so this vibe of speaking to that part of all of us, speaking to that part that knows that it is freedom, that knows that it is love, that knows that it is passion, that knows that it is joy, and that knows that who we truly are is already complete, is already put together in the precise way that we were meant to be in order to thrive, in order to grow, in order to navigate this life experience with grace. We need to we, we need to bring that back to the conversation. I need to bring that back to the room, so to speak. <laughs> and so that's where I want to go with it today. I'm not going to go into it too deep today, but I want to take it back into that realm a little bit because I'm realizing how much that is missing. I was speaking with a friend of mine and I'm going to be going to where he works and speaking with his students and I'm really looking forward to that. I'm doing it next month. And what was fascinating to me was when we were talking and I was talking about what what do you think they need? It was twofold. They're getting the practical, they're getting the skills piece from the tutors on the course. That's already in place, like they're getting that. But what he said was, yo, a lot of these students are drowning in anxiety. A lot of them are drowning in, 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 in almost like this feeling of inadequacy. And it just and and it shocked me. I was like, whoa, there it is again. Like it's it's rife at the moment, it's everywhere. And when we're operating in life with this spirit of inadequacy, we then fall into this game called when I get insert insert whatever you want here, when I get the money, when I get the guy, when I get the girl, when I get the house, when I get the six pack abs. When I get the hair transplant, <laughs> I don't know where hair transplant came from, bro, but when I get that, finally, I will be enough. I will be good enough. I will be rich enough. I will be pretty enough. I will be handsome enough. I will be enough for this world. And I will finally have the acceptance that I've been craving. And that vibe if we don't recognize that we're in that vibe and we're operating and moving from there, we are moving in a way that will never, ever satisfy us. The reason that it cannot satisfy us is because that whole approach to life is built on a fundamental flaw, a huge flaw. And the flaw is this, that there's something wrong with you. That's the bit we need to see. The we, A lot of us are convinced that there's something wrong with us, that we're fundamentally broken, like at the core level that we, we lack, we're incomplete, we're not quite good enough. And then when we have that approach and then we go out into the world, everything that we're doing is trying to fill that hole. Everything we're doing is trying to pull those shattered pieces back together. But what I'm trying to express and what I went to express again and again and again in these talks and on stages and in classrooms when I'm talking to children or wherever I'm going and somebody's asking me for input on this whole idea, I would say to them, despite appearances, despite the, the, the voice in your head that's telling you that you don't measure up, 
despite the society that's trying to entice you with all these trinkets and all these things that you need to do, that you need to buy, that you need to, you know, that you need to have in order to then be enough, despite the people around us who may have been well-meaning and super loving, but may have said something that we interpreted as, I'm not good enough. Despite all that, you are. And when you can recognize who you truly are, and recognize that who you truly are is not broken. Who you truly are does not need to be fixed. Who you truly are does not need to go and achieve anything or do anything in order to get approval. That doesn't mean don't go out and, and do things and achieve things. But not having that on it, as in me, be, me finally being good enough rides on how this plays out. Me finally being good enough is dependent upon this X, Y, Z, whatever the result is. That vibe is what is throwing off so many people. Now, I'm not saying this from a position of me being free of that. I'm a lot more free of it than I was, a lot more free of it than I was. But I'm speaking from a place of recognition. This is not me saying, look at me. I know I'm enough and everywhere I go, I'm enough. And <laughs> no, no, not at all. What I'm speaking about is the human condition. And I'm a human being last time I checked. Therefore, I can relate to the struggle. I understand the struggle. And I understand that we can be in flux with this. That's part of a human being as well. Part of, part of being a human being is not to get what I'm saying here and turn it into the next goal. Like when I recognize I'm enough, I need to recognize that 100% of the time. Again, you're setting yourself up for another game you can't win. The human, we know the human experience is, is always in flux, ups and downs, moments of triumph, moments of tragedy, times when we get it, times when we haven't got a clue what we're doing. Like, yeah, welcome to being a human being. That's what it's all about, right? Like, it's all of it in there. It's all of it in there. But the idea that there's something that we have to be, there's something that we have to do, or there's something we need to require, and until we do that, we're not quite it. It's just a ridiculous idea. But the origins of the idea are so, they come in so subtly and so sneakily, we don't notice it. So we live in a society that has expectations on us. And those expectations get communicated to us. And we hear them and we absorb them and we take them in. We can then, unfortunately, interpret those messages as, ah, I can see what I need to do to be good enough. I need to achieve this. I need to achieve that. I need to have certain things by a certain age or have a certain relationship status or have a family or, you know, know what I want to do in my career by the time I'm, you know, 15 years old or all these ridiculous notions that we put on ourselves. What we forget about all these ideas is that they are ideas. They are ideas, whether it comes from the government whether it comes from family and friends, whether it comes from your nearest and dearest, whether it comes from experts, whether it comes from social media, what you are hearing when someone opens their mouth and says, this is what you should be doing, is an idea, is an opinion. You ain't hearing no facts. Because when we get to the truth of the matter, how on earth can anybody on this planet tell you what you should be doing with your life? It's impossible for anybody to do that. They can advise, 
and there's nothing wrong with that. They can give their opinion and there's nothing wrong with that either. But to take somebody's opinion and turn it into our truth and then compare ourselves to that truth, we're setting ourselves up for suffering. And again, I'm not saying that I don't have that and I don't feel that. I do. And a bit of a daft story, but it relates back to um, public speaking. I can remember when I when I was first asked to do my first talk on stage, you know, you're going to go and talk on stage. You've got, I forgot, half an hour, you can talk about this. And I was hyped. I was like, oh, my days, it's going to be quality at first. <laughs> I was excited at first. And then I did this ridiculous thing. And even talking about it now, like, <laughs> it was so ridiculous. I was at school that time I was, I, and I'd just finished uh, school day. And it was like the, I think it was the Friday and then the talk was going to be on the Sunday. And I remember before setting off to go home, going on YouTube, I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to go and look at some speakers, right? So I go to YouTube and I'm watching videos of super accomplished, experienced, mega talented speakers. So I was watching, I watched a guy who speaks in the personal development space for a little bit and he gave this super slick speech. I was like, bro, that was so slick. And then I watched a bit of Kevin Hart doing the stand-up like, that was so funny. And then after that, I was depressed. <laughs> I was depressed. It's like, why am I going on stage? I'm going to get up there and everyone's going to be looking at me and I'm not going to have anything to give. What on earth am I doing? I can't do this. Now, it's funny and it's a bit daft. But the reason I got into that place in my own head and, and lost the plot, frankly, was because I was comparing my life and comparing myself to somebody else and seeing how I measured up. And some of us will do that in a way where we might compare downward. So we might think we're superior to someone and then compare to someone who's not in this lofty position that we believe ourselves to be in and then look down on that, which is just not a cool vibe. But a lot of us, what we do, and I'm in this camp, is we will compare ourselves to somewhere that we may want to arrive at an aspiration and then really feel the pain of not being there yet and then re- and then feel this burning inadequacy because of it. And I was burning in this inadequacy. The reason I share that is because that's how, that's how easy it is to slide into this attitude of, I don't measure up, I'm not quite there Everybody else seems to have it all together. And I look at me over here, I don't. Please recognize that the source of all of that angst isn't coming from the truth of you. It's not coming from the core of you. It's not coming from the heart of you. A lot of that is coming from conditioning and ideas and beliefs that we've picked up that frankly just don't serve us. And the conclusion that we come to when those ideas play in our mind is that we're not enough. We're not good enough. We don't measure up. What if there is no form of measure that has the ability to rank human beings? We've got very used to this concept of being ranked as human beings. Think about when you're in school. You know, teacher says, oh, we're going to do a times tables test. Everybody does a times tables test. And then there's that fateful moment. What did you score? 
you know, Billy. Oh, I got nine. Michael. Oh, I got eight. Jeff. Got two. Uh, in those moments, we're getting, we, we, we're experiencing this comparison of looking at others and comparing ourselves to others and feeling like we don't measure up. It can start that young and it can be something as innocent as that. But the interpretation that someone can take from that can last for years. And so what have we been through in our lives that we've interpreted as, I'm not good enough. I don't measure up. What ideas are floating around in there that are not actually accurate when you really look at them, really reflect on them and start to see in your experience that that's not true? One of the ways that I saw for myself, one of the ways that I overcame the massive angst I used to get before getting up on stage and, and recognizing that, and I got to the place where I recognized that I, in a funny sort of way, I didn't care anymore if anybody else thought I was good enough or not. And in that, in those moments, I actually didn't get too much into this whole realm of, am I good enough or not? I just knew this is something I want to do in my heart. I know I want to do it. I'm just going to go do the thing. Like it got to that place. And when we get there, when we're operating truly from, and going back to the previous episode, going to do something for, for the love of, because we enjoy it, we get something out of it. We're passionate about it. The tendency to get into this whole comparisonitis isn't there as much because we're, so, we're enjoying ourselves so much. We're not as self-conscious around it. But I understand and appreciate that there are certain scenarios where we don't have the luxury of, you know, doing something that we're mega passionate about. Maybe we're doing something for work that, you know, like for me, it might be something like, you know, I've got to type something up for, in terms of like planning something out. It's just not something that floats my boat, but it's got to be done. And so what if a lot of our time is spent in those moments and we're, again, getting caught out in this idea that we don't measure up. And what can we do about that? Well, look, as I said earlier on, it's totally normal, it's okay to go there and have those moments. I still have them. It's okay to recognize ideas, beliefs, thoughts that have sprung up that almost catch us by surprise that they're still there. It's okay to have those moments. And the big one of the big things around this is awareness, recognizing when it's come up. And then acknowledging that's part and parcel of being a human being. There's going to be moments when I feel that way, and that's okay. We don't want to attack ourselves for feeling like that because then we're just going further down the spiral. Attacking yourself for you know, realizing that you feel that you're not good enough in that moment is just, is you're heaping more pain on top of pain. It's not going to help. The opposite is what's going to help. Recognizing that it's there, acknowledging that it's there, but then when the time is right, remembering who we actually are and remembering that, there is nobody on this planet who has this book called The Bonafide Truth of What Good Enough Looks Like. 
the bona fide truth of what brilliance looks like. It doesn't exist. All the measurements that we use for good, great, excellent, terrible, average, is all made up in the mind of man. It's all made up. Hear that again. It's all made up. And the more that you can see that all these parameters that we've put down as markers for success are made up ones, that there's no inherent truth actually in the idea that somebody who earns more money than somebody else is inherently a better person. That's just a nonsense thing, but we buy into it because there's these subtle messages we get from society that says that's the truth. Or some, you know, somebody here, they, they, they've they got 10% body fat and somebody else over here has got 18% body fat. Therefore, the person with 10% body fat is a better person. What a nonsensical thing when you say it out loud. But how many of us are striving for that body image because we think it's going to make us good enough? Where does that come from? It comes from following these made-up ideals. And the only way out of the game is to recognize that it's actually a game. And then from there, we have that moment of relaxation, coming back to ourselves and giving ourselves, as I said, that bit of grace, giving ourselves, yeah, just being kinder to ourselves. And in in that, we start to recognize that whether I'm enough or not becomes less and less of it's something that we even question. It's something that we just know. It's something that we just recognize. And it may be that it takes a bit of time. We need to lean on seeing it from others who enjoy our company, our friends, our family, and just being around them and seeing the good, you know, the, the way they treat us and how and how nice they are to us. That starts to allow us to see our true value, our true worth. For some of us, we've already got it and we just need to remember it. Whatever way works for you is right. As I always say, this isn't about getting the right answer to this issue. This is about hearing, oh, this is a thing. And if you look to the world, you'll see that this is a a legit thing. We've got a lot of people running, walking around, I was going to say running around, whether they're running, walking, hopping, don't matter, right? (laughs) We've got a lot of people going around and in their minds, they have this loop conversation going on, which is saying you don't measure up. You're not good enough. You're not, you're just not good enough. And it's playing over and over and over again. Think about the impact that that has. How incredible it would be for that person to recognize that that loop is not speaking the truth. And if that is not the truth, then what is? How liberating it is to stop beating yourself up and giving yourself such a hard time and enjoying life a bit more. I hope this episode has shed a bit of light on this whole topic. And I think this is something I'm going to revisit quite a few times because it's a big, it's a big topic and it will come up in different ways and in different contexts. And it's something that I really want to emphasize and talk about 
this whole game of trying to measure up to something, when we recognize that the form of measurement we're using is illusionary, it's not got any inherent truth to it. It's just a tool that we're using to say, oh, I can see this much of a thing, be it money or whatever. That it's not actually saying anything about who you are as a person. That's when we begin the road to liberation from the concept of not being enough. Definitely something to reflect on. Definitely something to contemplate. If this episode has been something that you feel will help somebody else, it would be amazing if you could share it with them. Share the link to the Apple the Apple Podcast app or Spotify or my own one, um, which is on my website. You can listen to the podcast on my website as well. If you can share it with them and, and send it to them and spread the love, that would be incredible. If you've enjoyed this episode or previous episodes and you've heard enough to say, you know, that one episode I heard wasn't a one-hit wonder. It's actually a pretty good podcast, this. And you'd like to leave us a review. Reviews are massively appreciated. So thank you for that. And thank you to everybody who's already done that. Really appreciate your support. It's amazing to feel that people are getting so much value from these episodes. You can find me on my website, www.seanbrowncoaching.com. And I'd love to hear from you, your take on this episode or any other episode. Or feel free to reach out to me if you've got any other questions or any subjects that you'd like me to cover on the podcast. Be great to hear from you. And yeah, I think we will leave it there for today. I hope you're having a wonderful day, whatever you are doing, and are continuing to do so. I hope this episode has been, I was going to say enough for you, (laughs) no pun intended, but I hope this episode has been valuable for you, has given you some food for thought, something to reflect on. And I hope it's given you some inspiration to look at that whole dynamic in yourself, if it's something to look at in yourself or for your nearest to dearest around you. And let's all help each other to collectively remember that we are enough right now as we are. Be blessed, be you, and I'll see you next time.